Hello and welcome to Loose Units, Loose Ends, the weekly spin-off podcast where Dad and I talk absolute shite. But it's usually on topic, but it's really often not. I'm Paul, that's John, and Dad, uh, we've been selling out uh, all our live shows and there's still a few tickets left for our uh, second show, the matinee. The matinee. Is that correct? The yeah. matinee. Mat- I just love saying matinee. Sure. I wonder what the derivation of that word is. Uh, well, matte is a matte finish. It's got a kind of rough, you know, like a not non-glossy finish. Uh, and a, a manatee is a sort of weird fish mammal thing with yeah, a horn, cool. I think. Yep. None of that helps. Uh, but we are really excited about doing, Very a, doing excited. a daytime Can't show. Can't wait. It'll be weird. Uh, I've never done a daytime performance. Do you think you'll tone it down or ramp it up for a daytime show? Well, I hope inside there'll be no natural light coming in. Right. Okay. So we can okay. simulate nighttime. Okay, so it's sort of a role-play situation. We're on stage. We can't see anyone. No. Just of the beaming bright lights, like mega yeah. suns shining mm-hmm. on us. Spotty well, bottom of those lights. If they're like suns, shouldn't we be pretending it's daytime? But we won't have to mm. pretend because it will be daytime. So Yeah, but we want to create a sort of a, an intimate atmosphere. I guess what I'm trying to ascertain, Dad, is are you excited about the second show? Beyond excited. And I've also got a special <laughs> joke for... Oh. For each performance. Okay, so in keeping with the dad joke theme, a la Paul, the dad joke is that's that's a derogatory term. Not really. Mm, well, dads I... dads enjoy puns. Dads have decided they don't give a shit, and so they've decided to inflict puns upon other people. So that's what a dad joke is. It's a really cringy pun that everyone secretly really enjoys. Oh, I you know. I I I I'm coming around to that. <laughs> okay, great. Um, because I think some people just it's a lame kind of throwaway phrase that I'm not saying you use it in that way but mm. you know it's become slightly uh, is the word pejorative I really don't know that's one of those no, words I've, I'm more than happy to use but I don't know what it means okay yep. so I just think it's uh, but I've got I've got some very I've got one joke for each performance that in okay. itself that in itself Makes could me- be a you know could be a reason to come along well you know how I feel about that I feel very, very pejorative. Dad, I have a story here that I thought I'd read you. It's from a, it's from the Nottingham Post in the UK. Can I read it to you? You are aware that I lived in just outside of Nottingham? I've heard it said, yes. No, it's... What do you mean you've heard it said? I mean, you told me. I was trying to say... I, I was trying to say I know in a fancy oh, way, cool. all right? No, it was, it was a, a wonderful time of my life. Yeah, yeah. Just you and little John <laughs> running around the forest... Laughing back and forth about what the other had to say. Paul, okay. the, the tree where, where Robin Hood hid out yeah. is a real tree in Sherwood Forest. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So I believe you. I just, no, I'm, just, I'm just saying, well, this, okay, this, weirdly, this story is also about a thief, a bit of thievery in that area, although I don't think they gave to the poor. Here we go. This is from the Nottingham Post. Uh, this is a seven-hour-old story. Car full of toys snared men who stole four thousand pounds worth of Lego from B and M stores in Nottinghamshire. Uh, here we go. A police officer spotted a vehicle full of toys. Hang on. A police officer who spotted a vehicle full of toys led to the conviction of three brazen thieves who stole four thousand pounds worth of Lego from B and M stores across Nottinghamshire. A manhunt was launched. Up uh, very small manhunt. A manhunt was launched after stores in Worksop, Mansfield, and at Victoria Retail Park in Netherfield were targeted in a two-day spree. 
On each occasion, CCTV footage showed the men wearing baseball caps as they entered during opening hours. The trio took reusable shopping bags, which they filled with Lego products, and walked out without paying. The bastards. They were caught when a police officer spotted a vehicle full of toys in the Newark area on Wednesday. Oh, God, it's published their names. I'm not going to name them. Um, Should I name them? No, Um, no, there's no... No. no, they pled guilty. Obviously, no. I'm. I don't. My. It's. Isn't it funny? We talk about theft being something quite serious. Yeah, there are levels of theft, but it's sort of. It lessens the. Uh, the hardness. Of There's how no. I feel. I'm when looking I feel the story. It's Lego. Yeah. They could have been for presents for right. homeless children. No, Dad. I'm looking at these guys. These are Lego fans. So. Yeah, basically they just sort of hopped from store to store just stealing Lego. One of the men distracted staff whilst the other two stole nearly 650 pounds worth of Lego from the shelves. That's from one store. Okay, so Mm. basically they just hopped from store to store distracting shopkeepers and taking Lego. I reckon... Here's the thing. I'm looking at these guys. I guarantee you they had a list. I guarantee you they had a list of of stuff they wanted because those those big sets cost a lot of money. I mean, Mm -hmm. stealing toys, if they were giving them to children, I would give them a pass. But what about, um, you know, they go down to the local pub, which is there are pubs everywhere in England. Yeah. Although there are actually less pubs but, than there used to be, but mm. still quite a few. And you try to offload some hot Lego. Mm-hmm. I don't think you'd get... I mean, how would people react if you pub's were at a bar, what... Paul, and yeah. someone came up to you and said, look, how would you like to buy, say, 10 kilos of Lego? How would uh, you feel? First of all, selling it by the weight is very odd. Uh, I don't think okay, that would help. Maybe, maybe that's why I wouldn't be very good at selling Lego. Right. Because ten it's kilos not, would be thousands of pieces. It's not heroin. You don't, you know, you don't ship it by volume. You don't go to the docks at midnight to get, you know, twenty kilos of uncut Lego. Paul, what you want be, is, you would have a specific bunch of sets Mark, that you are after, right? I understand. Yeah. Um, and it'd be very, very difficult to put a piece of Lego into a syringe, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, not in long, you could melt it down, but once you injected it, it might harden in your bloodstream and kill you. Uh, that'd be a weird so, Paul, um, you're an expert on Lego. Uh, what, yeah, yeah. Have they mentioned any of the specific, uh, you know, pieces that were hot property? No, I'm looking at the CCTV photos here, and I can't actually tell because what they've done is they've actually put them in bags, mm. in reusable shopping bags. Mm. I can't tell, but based on the size, uh, yeah, it's tricky. Mm. Okay, they've either just gone and stolen as much stuff as they can or they knew exactly what they wanted and they've just hopped from store to store basically just taking the, the sets they really wanted. Okay, so now, you think they actually are not going to move the product on or they weren't going to. Are you saying that they would then meet somewhere like at some clandestine location like in perfect. a forest perhaps and sure. then spread Put everything out and just make look, make make things? Yeah, I'm actually thinking, look, I don't want to cast aspersions on people who build Lego because I build Lego, but I also know a lot of the people that build Lego and let's let's just put it this way. They know what they want. They're very specific. Mm. They have a real eye for detail. So if these three dudes are Lego fans, which I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say they were, then mm. I think they just went and took the stuff they wanted and thought, let's just take it. Now, okay. how they thought yeah. they'd get away with it. I mean, the problem is they did three s- stores, right? Mm. They walked in wearing baseball caps. They came in when the stock shops were open. And they came... And they just sort of... The problem is... Like, so they were caught when a cop spotted a vehicle full of toys um, 
And then they, they stopped the vehicle. They must have been bulging. The like, v- you just don't see toys in a car. They would have, mm. they would have to have been literally up past the, the windows. Yeah, my problem here is that if they just walked into one store and taken what they wanted and chucked it in the boot and gone home, they probably mm. would have gotten away with it. But they all played guilty. And just, okay, just to give you, when I say three men, here's, let me give you an, okay. 22, 20, okay. So three 22-year-old men, mm. bunch of big Lego nerds, just thought they would steal stuff and they've been caught. I don't know what the charges are going to be like. Um, I don't know it's, whether there's, there's community service. No jail time for that, surely. Maybe they could um, take them to a local um, shopping center mm-hmm. and they could construct a massive Lego jail and then get inside it and spend the weekend there. People can just throw tomatoes at them. Lego tomatoes. They hurt through the Through the little grills on the windows. If you were stealing Lego and you wanted to to build a thematically relevant prison, you would steal Star Wars sets because everything in the Star Wars sets is some shade of grey. You know, whereas other sets might be kind of a little too colourful. For mm. prison drab. Anyway, so anyway it's, a, it's a lesson. It's a lesson to be learned. I don't know what the lesson is, but don't I'm get sure caught. <laughs> sounds terrible, doesn't it? Coming from an ex-police officer. Well, no. I mean, I've heard I mean, criminals say, "I've heard criminals say, Dad, you enter a social contract, and the deal is, um, uh, I'm trying to get away with stuff, and uh, uh, if you catch me, then you got me. But if you don't catch me, then I'm not going to feel bad about what I'm doing because your job is to catch me and my job is to steal stuff. This, this is just a bunch of dorks who wanted some Lego and they I were understand. stupid enough to leave it sitting in plain sight. Sorry. I understand. Now, when I was a police officer at Mossman, we had a very overly zealous store detective yep. that worked in... She did Woolworths, Coles, all those places. And I'll never forget one night she called us to one of the stores in Mossman and she had apprehended a man for stealing one packet of chewing gum. Yeah. And I'm not joking. And we we just we didn't proceed with it. Yeah. We yeah. just said this is not, you know, if he had have had boxes of them, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um anyway. so you got in touch with me this morning, dad, and you said that you had somewhat more serious news. I thought I'd start with some levity with a stupid story about Good Lego idea. being stolen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, talk talk us through what you have got on uh the schedule for today. Okay, well, look, um, dearest listeners, I don't want to sort of. I mean, we do, you know, we do our our loose loose units. That's always pretty pretty full on, um, and we try and sort of be a bit light <clears throat> on, um, you know, loose ends, and we've certainly started that way. Um, however, there was so I'm driving yesterday through the city, and I heard a story on the news and it really shocked me and um, it's a story that happened just out of Sydney um, two days ago uh, in a suburb very close to where I used to do skydiving uh, down near Wilton south of Sydney and it's it's a story that I think we should sort of touch on Paul because it's got some very very complex moral and ethical issues to to tease out so picture a young uh, a young guy with his friends the friends five of them um, 
all went to the same school. Um, so three girls, two boys, plus the driver. They're in a vehicle that is licensed to carry four people. So it was sort of, there were an extra two people in the vehicle. It's nighttime, relatively inexperienced driver. Uh, there will be people that say 18-year-olds aren't necessarily um, inexperienced or experienced, um, but certainly they don't have many, many years of driving under their belt. I'm not going to even discuss the possibility of speed or manner dangerous. That's up to the the experts in the New South Wales Police Crash Investigation Unit. They will come to their own conclusions. However, five of the six people in the car were killed. The driver, he survived with very minor injuries. Some of the police that went to the scene, um, one police officer who's been in the New South Wales Police Force for 38 years, he said it's the, um, the worst accident he's ever attended. To go driving under siren through the night knowing that you're heading to uh, a motor vehicle accident, you're unsure of the circumstances, you you know, your, your, your sort of headlights sort of pierce through the darkness and you come across a vehicle that has hit a tree, flipped over, mm-hmm. and whilst I wasn't there... I can assure the listeners, and the listeners know, after my almost 20 years in emergency services, that um, I can picture um, the devastation. And to all those responding services, the fireys, the ambos, paramedics, police, possibly other volunteer people, and people that may well have witnessed the accident, I feel very, very sad and sorry um, you know, they, they would have started their shifts and they would have had no idea what was going to sort of happen that evening and it's a scene of utter devastation. The fact that the driver survives with very minor injuries is in itself traumatic. And one of the fathers of... One of the girls, a 14-year-old girl, he very, very clearly at a press conference yesterday stated that he held no ill will or bad feelings towards the driver. That's incredible. It's incredible. And listeners, I know that we all, all the people listening to this show are going to have lots and lots of different perspectives. My perspective is that and, and just FYI, everyone, he did a roadside breath test at the scene, which was negative. So there are only two contributing factors. He's been charged with the death of five people, um, which, if you boil it down, is, you know, it's, it's, it's bad. Bail has been refused, and I've been thinking about that very fact, that bail has been refused... And I'm trying to think why the bail has been refused. And whilst I have no idea 
I would like to surmise that it's a very, very close-knit community and I just, you know, it could be one of these things where even to protect the driver, um, you know, is it is it a good idea to go, you know, back into that community? But, and I hope I'm not being too controversial here, but I know that society demands retribution uh, and you know we could talk about that for for years mm. but i truly feel paul um and listeners that i kind of in a weird way and i don't want to be sort of pilloried for what i'm about to say but i feel as though this person who survived is is just going to suffer terribly for the rest of his life and yeah. it's a tough one and i just i just feel so so sorry for him i feel incredibly sorry for his parents and i obviously feel so sorry for all the beautiful kids between the ages of 14 and 16 that went to the same small high school i mean parents you know just to get things into perspective i i actually have been awake since 3 a.m. I, I have not been able to sleep. And because I, I ruminate, and I know that everyone ruminates, but this is a pretty sad admission, listeners. I purchased an antique display cabinet yesterday that's beyond beautiful. And when I was getting it into, loading it into the ute, I hadn't seen that there was a piece of timber that was sort of just not there. And it made me feel a bit sad. And I started ruminating about this piece of missing timber. It's just a sliver of wood. And, you know, and I'm sort of going over it and then I wake up at three and I'm thinking about this stupid bit of timber. Then all of a sudden I thought, what the fuck are you doing, John? What about the parents that are waking up or probably haven't slept since they've lost a kid, a child? I mean, there's a reason to to go over things. And then I kind of thought, shit, you've got to get things into perspective, John. Give yourself an uppercut and fucking move on so my point again is that i just can't imagine the, the, the just the the terrible terrible trauma and what it must be like to be this the, the driver and people are going to you know again people are going to go well you know you have to pay for your for your for your deeds but and they're going to prove or disprove the contributing factors um but you know, it's just a tra- it's a tragedy, Paul, and it yeah. makes me fucking depressed. So I'm glad we started off with something pretty pretty uh, light, and sorry to sort of you know dig into the depths of you know sadness. But so that's that, Paul. Um, do you have anything to sort of say or? Not really. I mean, I've not gone to school with anyone who's have one of those accidents i don't recall at st paul's or chrome where i went to school in high school uh, when people did drive a lot i don't recall any any accidents like that but i can't imagine being at assembly and getting the call and going hey everyone um you know so and so has had five pupils i mean that's going to aggressively change the contours of these people's lives because you know it's so young at that point i know and 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 here's something um that's kind of a little bit poignant and there's a touch of sort of irony, and that is that only 
a week before this mm. accident, the school was organising safe driving lessons for the students yeah. to talk about road safety. Yeah. And I think all of us, all of us that drive, and, and a lot of passengers obviously have been in some pretty harrowing experiences on the road. Oh, yeah, the amount of times Tegan's had somebody almost T-boner and we've gone, oh, shit, there is a parallel universe somewhere where a quarter of an inch. Oh, unbelievable. You know? Unbelievable. I yeah. remember when Christine and I drove back from visiting you and Tegan in Melbourne, we were on yeah. a, a like a six-lane highway mm-hmm. out of Melbourne and yeah. a truck, it's whole mud garden, and we've discussed it a year or two ago, it completely exploded and bits of... Sh- bloody shrapnel but pelting the windscreen i had two options i think the worst well the worst option would have been to have braked heavily because it would have created a terrible cacophony of collisions behind me because mm. everyone's doing 110 kilometers an hour and the the option that i thought was the safe option is that i accelerated and overtook the truck to get away right. from the danger which is when i got pulled over for speeding Ah, and I tried yes. to explain to this highway patrol guy on a motorbike, Vic Police, the whole story, and he basically said, "Mate, I couldn't give." He didn't say, he didn't swear, but you know, paraphrasing, I couldn't give a fucking rat's rat's ass, and I had the temerity to mention that I had been in the police force and the fire, and I sort of had explained the whole thing. He just said, "Well, you should know better." So that was pretty fucked up, but you know, that's a situation that could have i mean there was a case a few years ago paul north of sydney where a guy's just driving in a car a bolt came loose from a truck went through the windscreen through his head killed him instantly he then veers off the road and has a ter- almighty cr- crash yeah and there can you imagine when they do the post-mortem they discovered remnants of a bolt that's gone through his cranium now that's kind of another e- example and why, and I, I, I hate to say this, but of course, the five, and this is sort of getting a bit, bit gruesome, but factually speaking, the five kids between the ages of 14 and 16 will all mm. have to have post-mortems. Yeah. Because they need to determine whether, well, you know, what was the cause. And then on a slightly lighter note, but not, not super lighter, Sunday night, 8.30, yeah. Sunday just gone, Christine and I are just about to watch... Um, the rings, the rings of power. Correct. Yeah, we're, we're just we're we're really excited. Yeah, I've got a I had a nice glass of wine, had a really nice dinner, chilled to the max. Sunday night, phone rings. Weirdly, I don't know why I put it on speakerphone. It was an erudite, very very interesting uh, woman who was very keen she's a she's a fan of loose units now she's 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 very very well connected people if i mentioned who she is which i won't because she asked that i not mention who she is she brought my attention to a fire that had occurred in the previous 24 hours that was well reported in the sydney press the fire happened on the lower north shore where there was a 24 million dollar house completely burnt to the ground 50 firefighters. Think about that. 5-0. 50 firefighters. That's a fucking big fire. The, the fireys at the scene described it as the most incredible inferno. It was, it was a supercharged 
massive raging fire completely out of and there's no one living in this house it's completely empty generally speaking listeners will i think we can all agree that houses don't just spontaneously combust okay yes there is a possibility that an electrical fault but hang on a sec everyone this is a very very problematic story in that the owner of the that particular property who owns other properties in that area he has just had a DA knocked back on that property development application. And so it's incredibly suspicious. And I was talking to this particular person and she was concerned because in my opinion, based on my police and fire brigade experience, you know, it, to me, based on the little information we have, it seems to be a no-brainer that it's an arson. And then she said to me, oh, look, um, but, you know, he, he may well have left the country. And I said, that's not how it works. The, the, the guy that owns the property is not generally the guy that goes and, you know, sets it alight. There are people that do things for money. So that's, that's my, my hypothesis. And then, of course, within 24 hours on the ABC mm-hmm. News and probably lots of other news platforms, it has been determined that the fire is of a suspicious nature. Crazy. So crazy. A whole lot of problems for that that developer because he's got a. I I just can't believe that people still do things like that. I I just can't believe it. Now, if it's as described in the media by the firefighters, that leads me because it's a sort of a historic house. It leads me to think that accelerant was used, petrol. Lot, you know that sort of stuff yeah and it's just been a and and, and hopefully uh you know the the crime scene fire investigators have managed to unearth some very interesting things which hopefully we'll get to hear about well you know that building across from our place that yes. burned down the, yep. the big factory we had a listener reach out confidentially and say confidentially i was involved in the investigation and confidentially it was arson wow yep so the number of people that reach out to us paul it's crazy it's it's so Amazing, and it's it's wonderful. Unfortunately, yeah. we can't use a lot of the material. We can kind of skirt around in a very very roundabout sort of way. We all, always, to this point in our fifth year, yep, we have never ever had one problem from a legal perspective. No, because we keep things anonymous. We and what anonymous. I love is that such a big wing of our listeners. So if you're a listener to the show and you you know you're just you've got a regular job, just know that. You are surrounded in the Loose Units fandom and listenership and readership by people who work in the emergency services or people who used to or even some ex-crims who have come up and been very friendly and said hello at signings. It's mm. it's an amazing group of people. And it we're is very, very, And we're so great. And we also, just parenthetically to round things out, we are so excited about seeing this amazing group of people in person. So I, I'm, mm. I'm so excited yeah. to walk out on stage, <laughs> receive a... A massive ovation. Oh, of course. Uh, and then tell my joke. Yep. To set the mood for the evening. You're going to start with the joke. Or, yeah. or, or set the mood for the afternoon if we're or doing our... For the matinee, matinee show. Love it. Hey, um, if, you, if you haven't got tickets yet, head across to comedyrepublic.com.au and snap up those seats because they will sell out. And if you've got friends who aren't across what Loose Units is, 
it's it's a kind of a good I would say it's a gateway drug dad there's people who have been dragged along to live shows had no idea what was happening and then bought the books afterwards met us and then have been listening ever since so Paul just an hour ago and I'm going to send Uh you an image I in fact shall I send it through to you now do it uh no my phone's not with me oh cool okay so well I I got a photograph this morning from an avid avid listener he and his mate are in Vietnam at the airport holding a copy of your book, Loose Units. No way. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Oh, that's great. It's just so, so lovely. That's so cool. So, um, that's awesome. Yeah, and look, and, and also, listeners, there are other things happening that we can't talk about. Yep. Am I allowed to say that? No. Well, yes, you're allowed to say that. You're cool. not allowed to say that. I've said nothing. Yet. But I've I know we've been, we've listeners. We know we've been teasing you for a long time, but uh, it's going to be worth it. We promise. Also, just before we wrap up, uh, very very quickly, this is not a paid plug. I would just highly recommend everybody if you're a Lord of the Rings fan, go and watch Rings of Power on Amazon Prime. It's it's just so. Paul, I've got a very powerful ring. Thanks for listening, everyone. It's been an absolute <laughs> pleasure. Uh, we got to go because I got to go uh, find a therapist. But I'm oh. Paul. That's John. Have a great weekend, and we will see you soon for more Loose Units. Cheerio. Bye.